0: Oh, sorry. Right. That, that was a oh, meeting. And now them. you're shoveling food down your cake yeah. bowl. Oh, well, that's that's great. That's perfect for recording. If you're stuffing your face with
1: food. Stop it, Mister! I've got a proper job and have a lunch break.
0: Welcome to the Mid-Faith Crisis Podcast, uh, episode 23, my name's is it Nick 22 Page. or is
1: it 24? I oh, don't know, anyway.
0: It's 23. Okay, it's just, it said Well, thanks though. for ruining that opening, Sorry, that's okay. terrific. So I'm, it's episode 23 and the person ruining the opening is uh, my good friend Joe Davis. <laughs> How are you doing, Joe? I'm <laughs> oh, fine, thanks. You're fine. Well, oh, anyway.
1: What a week. Yeah,
0: you've had a tough week, haven't you?
1: <laughs> I have had a tough week. I'm laughing on the outside, but inside I'm evaporating. Are you? I'm
0: glad I'm not in the same room
1: with you in that week. <laughs> no, it has been quite a hard one, both work-wise. And, uh, and our lovely car of 254,000 miles has eventually died. Our beloved Ford diesel Focus.
0: That's amazing.
1: I do I uh, don't want to buy a new one, but I've got to.
0: Uh, I don't... So, um... Yeah. I don't think you've got anything to complain about with a car that's done that many miles. No, the
1: trouble is, you know, we spent, you know, it was the most expensive car we'd ever, what, I think we paid you know, six or seven thousand for it. And now you just know you're not going to be able to pay that amount of money. Not that I've got that amount of money I hasten to add. And, and get a car that will last as long as that or even half as long as that. So, yes, it's a, it's a vexing time for that and many other reasons. Let's talk about your week. <laughs>
0: oh, my week's been okay. Um, what have you been up to? Well, uh, what was I up to? I don't, I don't know really. I'm writing a book. L- Let me help. Let I'm me writing some. You. <laughs> I'm writing some children's books. Yeah, that's hey. just nice. So that's nice. I'm doing some fairy tales. So that's nice to be doing those again. Great. Uh a lot of rhyming and simple words and uh, trying to keep it. it um, you know, uh, perfect. So improper in, in, in humour out and. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's OK. I, it just feels a little overwhelming. It feels like some days I feel like everybody's... I'm not very good with, with emails, as everybody knows. That is and true. And contact. And it feels like everybody's coming at me from all directions. And you just want to hide yourself away sometimes. Yeah. So sure. I don't really have an excuse for that, ex- except for my character. <laughs> which is, hey, I've got to do a review. Here's the thing, because you know that I've started working... For yes, a company, a, for an organisation, again, for the first time since done. we were together in Oasis years yes, ago. Yes, in, 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 That's the first twenty years. And I've got my performance reviewed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it peer-led? Can I? Can I? It's supp- his, supp- it's supp- 360, it is. <laughs> it's three hundred and sixty.
0: It's three hundred and sixty. And my line manager Tim, who listens to this podcast, I've never heard him laugh so much as he was when he was filling my my form. He was really. <laughs> cackling uh, people were queuing up to sort of give feedback they were i wonder why it was like that delicatessen counter in sainsbury's people were having to take a numbered a numbered <laughs> ticket in order to come and fill in a form of feedback about nick so that'll be interesting anyway you've had a tough week haven't you so you, you need yes, a bit sir. of care and i do i need Are nurturing. you looking after yourself
1: uh well if by that you mean uh exercise yes I am. I was dutifully at Body Pump this morning. At body Pump. Yeah, Body Pump. Yeah, sounds body like pump a device, doesn't it? Isn't it's that a similar? beautiful. Yes, I just inflate myself and look all muscly. <laughs> 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 mm. Yeah. No, I I walk and I go to the gym. You know, like. It. Very good. But no, it is. It and you eat healthily, strange. of course. I do eat healthily, and uh, yeah. and apart from when I'm eating unhealthy stuff. Yeah, yes.
0: okay <laughs> Anyway, Good. It's, well, we should get on because we, we should, have because like we got a humongous to... amount of
1: feedback. We've got this a huge week. amount. But before we do, can I just mention dun, 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 Saturday the thirtieth of September, oh, yeah. the day for the bewildered, and not only are the tickets up and on sale on our website, are they on our website? Well, link to from our website. Linked yeah. to from our website. Um, but uh, half of them have already gone good lord as really you, as you know we did hire the royal albert hall
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this is our our very first farewell tour and uh, no this is uh, that's good isn't it so actually it may the you know it's never going to happen but it may actually happen
1: it may actually happen in a pub function room in victoria and all the details on the website and yeah and there's i think there's about 13 tickets left wow so there you go and uh, and uh, we ask people to pay tickets up front just because, you know. Yeah, it's all explained. It We're not going to keep justifying
0: it, but, no. you know, we, we hope that uh, if you're stupid enough to trust us with money, then what you've got, what <laughs> you've you, got no you've one got it yourself. all coming <laughs> to you. Excuse <laughs> me, my dog's just walked in. Bill, go out. <laughs> go out. Stop try- Bill, you're not having any kind of really faith Go out. <laughs>
1: And and may I say, well, while you talk to the dog, may I say uh, a big, big thank you to Lisa, who has been absolutely fantastic, who approached us and said, hey, can I help with admin things? Because you don't seem to be very good most wonderful <laughs> bit of understatement ever said and Lisa has organized the uh the tickets through Eventbrite and just been absolutely wonderful so thank you so much Lisa because it wouldn't happen without
0: you so yeah thank you to Lisa she's 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 fab so that's really good um so we, we've we we're putting together a sort of program it won't be too heavy on that kind of stuff but uh, there'll be plenty of time for chatting and all kinds of stuff and just meeting up and um yeah, yeah. it would be lovely to see people
1: it really will Really well.
0: It's just a shame I can't make it but there we go. <laughs> It's a shame it wasn't
1: in your diary. <laughs> I'll
0: be popping in for half an hour and then hiding downstairs for the rest of it no um great so uh, yes we should we should kick on because we've had so much uh, correspondence yes. particularly so uh, just to give context here. For those of um, who might be joining us first for this episode, last episode we talked about creeds, about beliefs, and all kinds of stuff. So we had um, we've had some uh, lots of stuff about that. But uh, we'll kick off. I think we've got something different to just start off with, haven't uh, we? Oh
1: yeah. Well, um, we had uh, uh, an email in from Glynn, and uh, you know he's running a bit behind the times there, and he was he was still on the uh, the worship thing, and he said I just uh, he it was just explaining that he uh, he's. Uh, Involved in leading worship at his church and he went to, I think it was New Wine to get more inspiration um, uh, for um, for music that he can bring back to church. And he said, I just want our worship to be a bit more energetic at times and stirring, either that or more vocal where the human voice is the main instrument. And then he says, in 2014, I spent a wonderful weekend at Worth Abbey um, studying Christian mindfulness. And he said, I wasn't really looking forward to attending church seven times a day for matins and all the other offices, but dutifully tagged along with everyone else. The Benedictine monk in charge said, we don't need to sing our heads off. Just be relaxed and quietly sing and expect God to speak to you. I thought to myself. But within fifteen minutes, God did speak to me. I was amazed. The peace, the slowness of anything, the quiet, the space. And I just fell in love with the offices, the gentle psalm singing, where mainly voices were heard. it just felt like true worship to me, I suppose. so I'm not sure why I rambled on about this, but as one of you is ordained, and the other one has views on worship, I felt I would share my little dilemma, and you'd understand. so his dilemma is you know they've got all these songs going on, but actually he found real meaning mm. in the in the quietness and the simplicity. The Chanting in Worth Mm. Abbey Which is absolutely brilliant There, It's a wonderful building I've never been there, hello
0: Glenn by the way Uh, I saw Glenn briefly at uh, New Wine Just to to wave to He was wearing a magnificent hat And um, yeah Made me love him even more Um, Well isn't that nice, I think that phrase Be relaxed and expect God to speak to you Isn't that lovely Might might be quite quite a good definition of prayer really But um, yeah I like that a lot So thanks for getting in touch, Glenn. I I think it's a common dilemma, isn't it? Is that people find, you know, we're stuck in one way of doing things and then actually what begins to speak to us in another part of our life is another way entirely.
1: And I think it's so relevant for the mid-faith crisis because, you know, I think you start off your life with all the energetic stuff exactly as he was describing. But actually, for different stages of the journey, you know, different forms of worship Mm. do seem to Mm. be more appropriate and uh, oh. and he's just uh, you know it'd be
0: interesting hand. to hear from anybody who goes in the other direction who who was you know I'd, I'd love to hear that if people had started with um you know sung even song and and their mid-faith crisis and now they're pogoing at soul survivor or something yeah i think yeah. that'd be really interesting because yeah, okay. i don't see you don't have to go in any particular direction it's just a uh, yeah. it does seem common that people go to a more sort of traditional sort of
1: but anyway. Yeah, it does. Anyway. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. Okay. That's right. good. Thank you, Glim. Um, before we launch into this, lot, let me just say, our listeners, what an extraordinary, intelligent, amazing bunch of people they are. I'm I'll just saying, I'm not saying that like I'm surprised. It's just that I know I'm not many of those things. And it always surprises me <laughs> at the sheer intellect and caliber of the listeners. And, you know, this... I always
0: think, though, that if they were that in- intelligent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when, what are they doing listening to us? <laughs> so that's my big question. Oh, thanks. I feel a bit better now. <laughs> Good. But they have been absolutely brilliant and amazing. And so, okay, let's just uh, rattle through soon. Uh This one, uh, start off with from Bob, just really simply said, uh, love the kindness creed. Uh, my creed is pretty simple right now. And it says this, everything is up in the air and quite confusing, but I know God is there somewhere and that he loves me and you. Yeah, great. Really good. Uh, I like that for its brevity and simplicity, and I think that's great. And um, yeah. and also Sam, uh, Sam wrote in, uh, saying, uh, thanks for the podcast, uh, that made me question whether having a creed for a crisis is even possible. Uh, obviously, both of yours had similarities, but also vast differences. No one experiencing a mid-faith crisis will experience exactly the same things, but there will be similarities, one of which I suspect might be long-held beliefs being thrown up in the air one day, perhaps they will land again in a different shape. Perhaps missing some old bits and gaining some new. Maybe forming a creedal statement needs to wait till one has passed through the chaos of crisis. Just a thought. And then he said, "Then I would expect any attempt at forming creed to be full of maybes and not shores and don't knows." And I'm really—that's
0: a great point, isn't it? Uh, so it, this reminded me because immediately, t- typically with uh, your your good self, immediately after we'd finished the podcast. I know. You emailed me with going, Why didn't I say this? I, know. You know, I really want to say, and I want to take everything back, yeah, I at know. the very idea of being certain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why did you suddenly feel that way? You know, you suddenly, so that, that, that line there in Sam's uh, hey, well, but, email yeah, about, I mean, you I'll... know, full of maybes and not sures, you just suddenly started to come out with all this stuff afterwards.
1: No, no, it, it was before, so I was so glad Sam wrote that because I'd been thinking about about that very thing whilst it's it's quite a fun exercise to think about creeds and absolute truth and what really matters but the probably the most important one I reflected on and I wish I'd said and in fact I wish this was the only one I expect you do is we believe we don't know I mean that that's it I mean we don't know for sure who or what or how God is and we have a strong sense that God is good and just and loving but we're getting used to Handling the fact that God is a mystery, you know, it's, it's. I think certitude is the thing you get burnt out of on the mid faith crisis, and so actually it's very refreshing when someone's vulnerable enough to say, well, I know we're supposed to believe all these things, but uh, actually,
0: Mm. well, I, I, mm, you can't really put that in a creed. (laughs) Meh, I believe it's M E H. -H. -H. Meh, meh. No, you see, I think that I hate meh, meh feel passionate about things don't go, oh, you yeah. meh um but yeah. you know I, I don't know I think I really understand where you're coming from I, I you know I d- yeah. d- which is a short way of saying I completely disagree with you no no I, <laughs> yeah. I really no I do I really understand and, and I suppose ultimately uh you are right in the sense of what is knowable um and that's where faith comes in that's where the, that we're dealing with what is essentially um unknowable but I think you've got to hold on to some things. Um, you know, and I believe in, in some sort of revealed truth. I think that's what I was trying to get to with this exercise, was saying, what is it we cling on to? That's a great point that yeah. um, Sam made about, you know, when you're in the mid faith crisis, that's the whole thing. The whole thing is up yeah, in the that's air. It. So you can't, but so, so you've often described the mid faith crisis as the chrysalis moment, you know, when you, yeah, you absolutely. but the chrysalis is still holding on to something. It hasn't fallen to the ground. So what are we holding on to, I think, was, I, was what I was trying to yeah, get
1: hold of. That, and I think that is helpful because you can't say, actually, I believe in absolutely nothing. And that's not a very attractive offer in evangelism either, is it? Hey, we'd like to share something with you. We haven't got yes, a clue what yes. we believe in. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Now just come to the front and <laughs> give your life to something, <laughs> but we're not quite sure what yet. Yeah, but I'm it'll be, be all right. <laughs>
0: That's right, yeah. So, so it's really kind of coming down to what is it that's that's still um, gives us a, a something, somewhere to stand during this time. This is why I yeah. think your point in the last podcast about God of God is love being yeah. crucial, because I think that without that, you 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 really have got no solid place yeah. in terms of being a Christian within yeah. the mid faith crisis, I think in that
1: that sense. I, I think suppose. I think the trouble is you get so caught up in the words of creeds and statements but actually words and language is part of what you're questioning and that's where the whole thing does get complex so you know yes you know it's and we'll do
0: that in this podcast as well because uh, as we go through people's creeds then you start to unpick them it's quite interesting yeah you actually end up doing your own little church councils within your head yes Uh, you do it's quite fun but um so uh you you know, yeah. you were saying there about also you, you when you emailed me. Yeah. I shouldn't really quote your email. No, you shouldn't, Beck. Yeah, but, but <laughs> um, you know, you 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 talked about sort of the the, the tribalism that the rejecting yeah, your kind of exactly. creed was part of rejecting that tribe and setting off on the journey. Well,
1: it was. Yeah, it was. It was really hard because we, I think we've talked about the heroes. Jerry Re- before but eventually you sum up the confidence to say to your tribe you may get this but I, I don't get it any. I'm not mm. sure God mm. is like the way you say God is he is you know so so God is a loving father who lovingly sends people to hell you know and that mm. is in some creeds well not the yes. love bit but the sending people to hell interestingly and perhaps God isn't as down on people who are different to us as <laughs> you know you say he is Um so So off we step on this sometimes very lonely journey, challenging the answers and assumptions that we were given. And lo and behold, the mid-faith crisis is born.
0: So let's pick up on a couple of ones that you sent through that are... Yes, yes.
1: Now, this was a really interesting one. Rob, thank you so much. What I like about this is he, he talks about unbelieving. Anyway, I won't spoil it. Let me go on with it. He says... Uh, He says this, I believe the mystery of God is woven into the fabric of the universe and is within each of us. I believe that God is love and encompasses all truth in all times, in all places, in all peoples. I believe in the unfathomable, unquantifiable significance of being you and of being me. I believe there is a call at the heart of existence to a worthy life filled with love, devotion, pursuit, prayer and sacrifice. I believe that life teachings and death of jesus lead us faithfully in such a direction i unbelieve in the virgin birth the guy in the whale the big boat and stuff like that i unbelieve in the fear of hell and possibly the hope of heaven I unbelieve in the keeping of slaves, the subjugation of women and the religious persecution of gay people and other minorities. I unbelieve that the world would be a better place if I managed to convert everybody to Christianity. I unbelieve that faith life protects us from the suffering that engulfs the world. And I unbelieve that all answers are in the Bible. Well, there's a lot in there. We could spend five podcasts on that one. But Rob, thank you for that. And
0: well, I suppose we will come back to some of those themes. I think this one is is fascinating. I I um I don't know really what I think about it. Thank you very much, Robert. It's very well written. I suppose, again, th- this is how creeds work: is that often, you know, they're trying to define what we don't believe in or who we don't identify with by trying to say what mm. we do identify with. Yeah. So they become they become tools of exclusion. Yes. Um, yes. You know and. And I think that, you know, and that's why I, I suppose I don't react so well to the "unbelieve" bit. I, I really think it's a clever, it's a nice word, it's an interesting word, because it has that kind yeah, of is, sense yeah. of unravelling. But I don't like the negativity of it in that sense, because I, I, I'm also reminded, like, um, George MacDonald, one of my heroes, the writer George MacDonald, refused to call himself a Protestant, because he said, I refuse to be defined by what I'm against you know by yeah. being against something. Yeah. I want to be for things. I want to be for That's the love of right. God, not against yeah. it. And yeah. and I think you know I, I really see what um uh, Rob's doing there, you know, and it, but he's also really trying to state what he does believe in by saying what he no longer believes in. You know, yeah. in that in that sense. Um Yeah. But there were some interesting bits and I don't think I would agree with all of it, but I think it was very it, it was very thought provoking.
1: It is. But but it's interesting that creeds have turned some, you know, have caused um, panic in some people. In fact, I had had this email from um, Joe, not me, another Joe. She said, uh, I've returned from walking my dog on the beach listening to your podcast. I've never been in such a hurry to get home and write an email. The term creed itself has been enough to send me into a panic attack in the past and remind me why I walked away from over 40 years of church life. Uh, and then she says uh, but joe davis i knew you were two here ad one i'm just reading it out this is yeah, what it says yeah, yeah, i have yeah, just yeah. heard the first creed and wanted to shout yes to and then she says i struggled to go to any group sorry nick i'm not in your camp on that one i found my spiritual home journeying among atheists sex christians people aligning with hindu and buddhist teaching and others like myself just trying to find a fit i found these people open spiritually and free to accepting anyone on a spiritual journey which is based on the values of love for each other, all living things, and the divine, blah, blah, blah. And it's just a great email. Well, I want to be in that church, except it isn't a church because no one goes to it. <laughs> well, the thing is,
0: <laughs> so I think what was interesting about this exercise, really interesting, is the way that some words have be- can become toxic to people. Yeah. and Yeah. And, and this is because people have been so battered by them. Um, church or bible or creed or you know they've been used they've been weaponized we weaponize theology and we use it as a way of of hitting people you know not so much iron sharpening iron as just stabbing people and and that then and then whenever afterwards when you talk about let's think about creed what is your creed the the word itself is so um it irradiated with this stuff, that it becomes it becomes toxic for people. That it becomes very hard for them to move beyond that. What I what I was trying to do with introducing yeah. the subject was so it's just a creed is just a statement of you what you believe. Yeah. And everybody believes things. Yes. So what is it that that, and, that that we believe? And
1: what has been so brilliant? And and it really is. And we're only reading a handful of the feedback that we've had. So sorry mm. if we're not reading yours out. It's probably because it was similar uh, to one that we another one we had or we didn't understand it or something hmm. um or we just don't like you <laughs> oh we don't like you very much no but I do yeah. like people anyway uh uh I must read one from uh Pete King he says funnily enough I wrote a creed last week and he sent this creed in absolutely brilliant I'm not going to read it all out but he says I don't like the idea of a creed being a stake in the ground and this I thought was really helpful because our understanding and non-understanding changes this is and uh, he goes on he said I don't believe exactly the same thing as I believed 20 years ago Mm. I don't pray Mm. the same as I did 20 years ago I don't know as much as I did 20 years ago I was much more certain then I'm not saying I'm more right today than I was then just saying that things change and people change and then he says God doesn't write people off there's always another opportunity there's always another chance and Mm. I love that I, I really do love that so thank you Peter I really liked the PS. No, oh, okay, on yeah, I thought you said, might. Uh, I was trying to... to... He says, by the way, I'm really enjoying Nick's Reformation oh, book. You're very good. See, I like that man. And I want to uh, say but... something witty and sarcastic, but I have to say I am also enjoying it. it is Are you reading funny. it, Yeah, it is very funny. I, I I'm, I'm really am still at the beginning. There's a surprise, but that's because I'm a terrible person that has lots of books on the go and I've only just finished. Yeah, it. I do as well. You, you know, at its best...
0: I think a creed should be a stake in the ground. You know, I think it should be something firm that you hold on to. And and obviously, I think part of why do I feel so strongly about some of this? I think it's partly because of some of the work that I do with persecuted Christians around the world who, who have to hold on to what they believe in the in the midst of fierce persecution. Yeah. So a, st- a stake in the best way, but but when it's a stake that says, you know, uh, you, if you're with us, if you believe this, you're with us. If not, we don't like you. You know, we don't want you. Then then I think that's. That's wrong. If it's um, no, yes, you
1: know, I think
0: that's. Uh, I I can see exactly where he's he's saying from, and th- and that we do move.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so, and I think what I'm trying to do is not despise the things I used to believe, because I once upon yeah. a time I did believe all that stuff very sincerely and very passionately, mm. and the danger mm. is that you're using oppositional energy that you kind of that's rubbish. This is right, and I'm. I'm really conscious in my own sort of place at the moment that I don't want I don't want to rubbish others' deeply held convictions because I used to hold them that way and it's you know I, I believe that actually somehow you've got to embrace it all and say so actually things shift and things change and you don't always believe the things you used to know, but perhaps the consistent thing is that I am trying to orientate myself around the teachings of Jesus.
0: It reminds me of what you said very early in one of these podcasts about how people's, uh, a lot of people's true beliefs are exhibited in the way they act. You know, yeah. that we have a kind yeah. of revealed, yeah. Yeah. sort of set of faith there because you can say what you like is how you act. And I think that the, 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 the that, that can cut both ways. So we can, we can, we could, it's perfectly possible to, uh, see people who have what we would consider quite conservative or strict beliefs but the way that they act is so generous and loving and so um you know yeah. demonstrative of a god of love yes that you actually see yeah. there's something great and enormous beyond that yes really.
1: and you want you really want to know what what do you believe that makes you this kind of yes, person yes yes yeah. So anyway.
0: right, we yeah. need to. We okay. Need well, to we need to on, we? get on.
1: That. Let me just um, uh, lovely email from Dorothy. Thank you so much. I, I'll just finish with your current creedal statement. And she says this: God has never and will never love anyone more than in this moment. The only thing that prevents us being transformed by awareness of this is our fear that it's too good to be true. Well, Amen, yeah. Dorothy. Thank How you. How lovely. Yeah. I've isn't, that, that, and isn't that great? And these are so yes. thoughtful. I just love them yeah
0: and i think this is one of the things that really so helpfully sort of came out last week and it's come out in a number of emails about the the god of love you know this this um, fundamental characteristic of god um, as a, 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 of love um yeah. So that that's really good. We had a few like that, haven't we? What else have we
1: had? Yeah, we have. Um, shall I talk about Phil's, who says, love one another. He says, uh, I've definitely shifted away from my well-defined beliefs and towards your freer and more fluid theology over the past I've few been weeks. meaning
0: to talk to you about your fluid theology. <laughs> yes, if and I I apologise so about that. Mine is <laughs> alcoholic fluid, so that's <laughs>
1: quite good. He says, and please forgive this crass and oversimplified characterization characterization gleamed from nothing more than a few podcasts he says i realize now how important it is to identify and address the otherwise unspoken assumptions and connotations inherent in the faith we've received and constructed for ourselves but i also instinctively share nick's reservations about the dangers of it descending into californian whiffle and I struggled to know how much I can, should need to let go of without my faith turning into my faith, one that is made in my image and fitted to my personality, a faith that I can feel comfortable with, but which may have jettisoned important truths. And he says, part of the answer, I suspect, is not some compromised middle way, but to hold these things together in dynamic tension he says at heart he says I think I'm pretty orthodox in most though perhaps not all of my currently held beliefs there are things I would certainly not wish to let go of but when all is said and done it all comes back to love for God is love yeah so brilliant. that's the point you were thank making. you very much
0: yeah, yeah that, that's really good and I, uh, plus he's on my
1: side so that's I, true all i, I think love we can the now email, have a war apart from the fact he agreed with you
0: yeah so we can now uh, we, we, but the schism is beginning it's quite great yeah. it's
1: and also we had a really nice one from simon who was just uh, pointing out that uh the uh, apathetic thing. He says, I think I'd add to Nick's Creed the suggestion of Joe about God is love. Then I'd add my own and this love was displayed in the physical and historical life of Jesus Christ, culminating in his crucifixion, resurrection and ascension and to make space for Joe's God as mother ideas, perhaps we could introduce creedal practice of apophatic meditation. God is our father. God is not our father. God is not not our father. See, <laughs> <laughs> so- When I first met Simon, he was a lot simpler than this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's really... uh, Those three things about the love, I think that's a really good strong place to sort of come to, really.
1: Um, It it is, and, and, and why I think that rings true over perhaps other ideas about God is because it rings true with experience. I think that if we're fortunate enough, we get these mystic moments in our lives that's why I think so many people keep coming back to this I think we've tried to keep the rules and we've tried to keep the beliefs and you stumble over them and you fall down and you can't keep the commands and you do but eventually some sort of experience with grace tells you that well I don't necessarily know all of what I believe but I do know God loves me that's a great moment to hit and and perhaps that's the moment that carries you through your mid-faith crisis
0: I think what I'm aware of in mid faith crisis is is actually that when you're going through it, you
1: think you're really
0: jettisoning everything. You think you are throwing everything out, and in a sense, it's what someone said up. Someone said earlier, it's, it's, everything is up in the air. So you think you you've had it with church, and you've had it with the Bible, and you've had it with this, that, and the other worship songs. Well, fair enough with that, but you've had it. You've had it with all this kind of stuff. But from my own experience, I think what happens is you rediscover. A, a different way you discover that these things um have a new resonance for you and uh, maybe it brings us right back to what glim was talking about at the beginning about discovering a different way of worship about
1: yeah that.
0: so you're not jettisoning worship it's just that you're in a different place i would want to say the same about church because i know a number of people sort of reacted about the idea of church or oh, have reacted about yeah. the idea of church and i was in my creedal statement i was careful not to use the word church but again not without banging this drum about community what i've discovered is the mm-hmm. is my joy in different kinds of communities now yeah. um yeah. so it's not that actually the concept of a community of believers is yeah. is wrong yeah. at all it's just that you've, you've come at it from a different yeah. direction and someone else said just to pick up on one other thing that i was thinking about last week that, that someone said um Maybe it was you, maybe you're talking about the tribalism thing, about having to... The mid-faith crisis sort of isolates you and takes you apart. Yeah. And I was reading a really interesting article by a guy who uh, had been uh, has had real severe sort of mental health issues and depression. And he was talking about the, the value of group therapy, of getting together with people who are, who are like you. And he, he said this line, something like this, I'm paraphrasing. He said, we fall apart alone, but we heal together.
1: And, that's nice. and i yeah. think that's
0: what, a line. what i want to kind of <laughs> i yeah. suppose you know that what this wow. podcast is all about is the fact that we do we yeah. do go these times where we fall apart and we're on our own but yeah. we can heal together there is there is healing and part of that healing is recognizing the things we thought yeah. were useless aren't useless but they yes. this we can use them and experience them in a different way i think
1: and 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 I feel quite strongly about this little community of listeners who are who are tuning in. Thank you so much, because I think this this podcast, in its own very inadequate little way, it can be a place of healing, because it can be a saying you're a place of you're not alone mm. in all mm. of this. And I think the reason people hang on in mid faith crisis is because some people don't hang on. Some people leave church, they leave faith, and they say that was a load of rubbish what I used to believe, and they seem to get on with their lives. But others like us don't do that because we know we believe in something. We sense something. We know there's truth. We just know we haven't caught it all yet. Mm. And so, you know, even in doing these creedal statements, which I'm so grateful for so many people doing, you get another little glimpse at this. I want to call it divine reality. Uh, Is that not too Californian for you? No, that's well. This divine no, it's reality okay. behind the universe. Yeah, it's all right. It's God. The other, the other thing about you know, I think getting older as well. So this is a bit of mid faith as well as mid life, rather as well as mid faith. Here is that you know you get disappointed with stuff. You get disappointed with life. Maybe you get disappointed with yourself, which I think is a good thing because it's the false self that Jesus I think was encouraging us to die to. Hmm. In order to discover who we truly are, which is not disappointing at all. And uh, I love this quote from Richard Raw. his, His readings recently have been superb, his daily meditations. And he says this, he says, as disappointed as I get in religion, I can't give up on it. Because only healthy religion is prepared to point you beyond the mere psychological, to the cosmic, to the universal, to the absolute. Only healthy religion is prepared to realign and reconnect all things and reposition us inside of true community instead of mere individualism. That's great. And I think that's the hope of moving through the mid-faith mm. crisis you know mm. yeah there is all the fears about individualism and that email that we read out that says you know is it just going to turn into my faith and yeah. my religion yeah. and my thing no there's a pull through that to community uh that, yeah. that is beyond individualism and, I, and I, I i'm holding out hope for that and you know maybe this is a small part of
0: moving. So. great well that's uh, this has been a Gosh, what a lot of content, an unusual amount of content, fortunately provided by our listeners and not us. Um, So that's great. But thank uh, you so much. Thank you very much for emailing in. Anyone else who wants to join in that conversation, do. Uh, I think we'll try and pick up on some of the things um, from our sort of statements and people's statements in future podcasts. Yeah, Um, more discussion.
1: But there is a really important spiritual practice to go away from this podcast with. Which is immediately to book one of the few remaining places <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on the Red Faith Crisis Day see, for the Bewildered. This is
0: exactly what I mean about tradition. And people think we've moved away from indulgences and uh, <laughs> works and giving, no, and penance no. and giving to the church, but we haven't. We've just we've revealed the way to salvation is to book a ticket to the Day for the Bewildered.
1: Right. I believe so that.
0: You believe that? <laughs> I feel a song coming on. Well, it's, um, well, it's a near. I see a near ending, and yes. in fact, it's a very present ending. So let's let's um, wrap this one up. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, uh, and we look forward to speaking to you then. Thanks yeah, ever so much thanks. for listening.
1: Please keep writing in.
0: Yes, to Joe at MidFaithCrisis.org. Exactly. I believe. Is That's that right?
1: Exactly right. Yeah, thank you. Mm.
0: And also, if you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, if you'd like to give it a, a few stars, that would be nice. You know, every little helps, and it might fool more people into listening. You never know. So anyway, thanks ever so much, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Cheers. Bye bye.